everyone. This is Shane O'Quinn. This is Garage Rant, where we talk about everything automotive and everything in between. It's been a while since we've done the last podcast. A lot of stuff's changed. Yeah, but first, I'd like to thank everyone who's given me a lot of good messages on Instagram and stuff, wanting to know when we was going to do the podcast again. So I really appreciate that. That, that means a lot. With that being said, I'll get everybody caught up here a little bit. What's been going on in the big city of Charlotte with the business and all that stuff. Because everybody knows I got the business American Rust. You know, so COVID really screwed that up. We do a lot of work for the blue collar guys, you know, that loves the hot rods and stuff, do a lot of repairs. But that started going away during COVID. But everybody, out of, a lot of people couldn't work. And therefore, they couldn't pay me to fix their old cars. So we lost a lot of business there and all that. That ain't the worst thing that happened. Yeah, the worst thing that happened was uh, my dad, he passed away in May of 20. That t- sort of took the wind out of everybody's sails. Dad, he was a lot of fun. He was a great guy. He loved old cars and stuff, too. We would go to the Shades of the Past stuff in Pigeon Forge. That was always a good time. He used to like the Tri-5 show, you know, the 55 through 57 show. He owned a bunch of those cars and really enjoyed them, so we used to go check them out a lot of times. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was 83 years old. I get to live a long life. He was a coal miner most of his life. That's a hard-ass work there to do, breathing all the coal dust and filth. He got diagnosed with uh, black lung back in the 70s. So, you know, he, he lived a long time, that stuff. Didn't let it slow him down, though. He did about what he wanted to. He still did a lot of maintenance work and stuff for this guy. He had a farm down below him. You know, I kept him busy. I guess it helped keep his sanity, you know, just something to do. Besides sit around the house and aggravate the hell out of my mom. Yeah, I tell people all the time. I think that's what kept, kept him going, mostly. You know, just having a little bit of a purpose. Something to do every day. Even just little oddball jobs or whatever. I think it's what helps older people the most, having something to do. If they just retire and sell on the couch, it seems like they just waste away. You know, you, your mind's not active and stuff. Sitting there watching old TV shows and crap all the time. It can't be good for you. You need to get outside and do something. That's what Dad did. He always got outside and mowed and, and done all his landscaping and stuff. He was a lot of fun. He was, uh, him and Mom was trying to sell their house before he died. And, uh, a lot of these people would come up. You know, they had a nice spread. You know, it was a nice, good-sized house. But it had a lot of yard. It had about four acres of yard. And he took care of a bit of it. Did all the landscaping and stuff himself. He had one couple, young couple, probably in their mid-30s. And the guy asked him, you know, how much does it cost to have the landscaping done around here? He told me it cost him nothing. He did all the landscaping. Dad asked him, See, you don't do all your landscaping and mowing and all that? And he's like, no, I don't do nothing like that. Dad looked at him and told him, so you're a pussy and you don't need this place. There's too much work for you people like you. You need to get you an apartment or something like that, or a house that has a yard that's about three foot wide. Live beside each other. So <laughs> that went away, that deal, did They didn't sell the house to that people, which they wouldn't have bought it anyway. I think they were just nosy. There's a lot of people wanted to come up and just look at it. It was a neat house. But, you know, that's the way Dad was. He was a lot of fun. He just didn't pull no punches. He just tell people what he thought. And you like it or lump it, he didn't really care. It's just the way it was. So that being said, you know, going to miss you, Dad. Wish you were here. Now, let's talk about Charlotte for a minute. Charlotte, the city, is being a pain in the ass. It's <laughs> just the easiest way to put it. Yeah, back in uh, October of 20, our lease was up on the building. Been there five years. So the company we leased it from, they didn't want to release it to us. They didn't want us in there no more. The city of Charlotte really don't want no shops like that. I've known six in the last two years it's closed that worked on the old hot rods and that sort of thing. So they don't want none of us there. The only thing they want is apartments breweries. I think anybody can sell beard wax because everybody's got a beard now. So they need some wax for it. 
But the apartment thing is what blows me away. There is apartments and condos stuff on every inch of Charlotte. If they got six foot, I think they're going to put two condos on it. It's ridiculous. The most ridiculous part is down on South Triangle, if anybody knows anything about Charlotte. They built these condos. They're about 900 square foot, not counting a little garage or cubby hole you can park your car in. And them things are like $450,000. Who the hell wants to pay $450,000 and live in a box with no view but of just downtown Charlotte? Who the hell wants to look at buildings and brick? Blows me away. I wish I knew where these people were working. I like to give me a job there where we can afford something like that. I've asked several people. We've all had the same conversation. Where the hell do these people work? Where are they coming from? They say Charlotte keeps growing like that. But for long, they're going to be living in apartments. They're going to be nowhere to work unless you're in the banking industry. I think that's everybody in Charlotte. They work in some sort of banking industry. You know, Wells Fargo, you know, Bank of America. I mean, Wells, they got a big old campus there. So that's hard to tell me people they employ. I guess that's all right if you want to work from home. There's a lot of people they said still works from home. Hell, I couldn't do that. Even if I had a shop here with everything in it, I couldn't work from home. I'm too easily distracted. I'd be looking at YouTube videos or playing with a dog or dicking around, something like that. No discipline whatsoever <laughs> I'm around the house. I can't stay focused very long. So I don't know how people do that. They you know, work from home and all that. But get back to Charlotte. It's, they're taking away from Charlotte what made it Charlotte. I mean, there's a lot of restaurants, stuff that's gone now. A lot of places that's been there for years. It's like... A, there's a little diner there, Zach's. They had great food, great burgers and fries, and hell, they've been there forever. But, you know, they got bought up the property. The property's what gets you. It's worth so much. I get it. I mean, the owners, these buildings and businesses, they've been there forever, and they get them a payday and finally get to retire. A little two-acre lot or something like that, you know, it's sell for, you know, three or four million dollars. So, hey, take the money and run. I get it. But it just takes a lot of stuff away from Charlotte. It's like a Price's Chicken Coop. They closed. They've been in business forever. I think since about the 30s or something. You know, they sold fried chicken. Hell, everybody used to eat there. Made good fried chicken. Even Jay Leno used to stop through there. Every time he come to Charlotte, he'd always go to Price's and get a big box of chicken and a sweet tea and sit there on the sidewalk and eat it. <laughs> That's funny as hell, but they, they did. Then there was uh, Mr. K's ice cream. God, they had great ice cream and ass splits. I think that guy, he didn't have nobody to leave it to or nobody would want it. It was a great business, but the same way, the property's worth so much. So... Now there's just apartments there. Like I said, Charlotte's become one big-ass apartment building. I don't know who will manage that mess. You know it's going to be a headache. But they still have their breweries, all kinds of breweries. Man, they make beer in Charlotte out of everything. They have tree bark, pine cones, grass. I think it, they probably even got one called dirt. Hell, I don't know. It's made out of dirt. Me, I just like a regular old beer. Regular old dark, heavy beer. I'm happy. I don't need to taste like pine saw or anything like that. There is one. It did taste like pine saw. It was terrible. <laughs> Me and a friend of mine, we went to this place, uh, Jack Beagles. The guy recommended us. Well, yeah, you know, we're, we're game. We'll try it. It did it taste like pine saw. I told him he'd take that and clean his bar with it. It was terrible. So give me a yingling or something like that. And now getting back to the shop thing. Yeah, we had to close American Rust. It's been closed for, well, about a year and a half or whatever. Didn't have nowhere to work or anything like that. So we'd take all the tools, equipment, put it in storage and sell what we could. We had to sell lifts and all that. We just didn't have nowhere to keep it. You know, the guys that work for me are a good bunch of guys, and I'm glad they got they got jobs elsewhere and still going good, so I keep in touch with them, make sure they're still working, worry about them a little bit. But they're, they're smart guys and young, so they just keep on going. They're tough. So I've been helping a friend of mine at his place off and on, you know, doing sheet metal work, stuff like that there, doing rust repair. Then there's a Another friend of mine, he actually started out as a customer, become a real good friend. He had a building, so 
sort of been tiptoeing back into it, just doing a few little small jobs here and there. Got a 72 Volvo doing a, some sheet metal work, rust repair on it for a gentleman. Kind of a neat car, 72 Volvo 1800, a little two-seater. Something you don't see very often. I think Sean Connery drove one in a, a little bit in one of the first James Bond movies. It's just a neat little two-seater car. Almost looks like a Healy. Just a neat little car. So I'm, I'm a sucker for odd cars. You know, I work on just about anything. But something like that just struck my fancy, being a little different. I'm not a European car guy. But, you know, we can do some metal work, stuff like that, and get the thing back together for the guy. Then I got a 72 CJ5 Jeep. It's a leftover job from the shop. So the guy who owns it, he wanted me to finish it. So I've been working on it, getting it done. It's painted, and now it's being in final assembly. So another couple months, it'll probably rolling out of there. So hopefully we get this stuff done. We get back on track. Probably just concentrate more also on the vintage truck thing, the Broncos and the Jeeps and Scouts. I've done a bunch of Broncos over the years. God, them things are hot right now. Everybody wants a Bronco. We go to the Broncos celebration every year in uh, Townsend, Tennessee. If you're into Broncos, that's where you need to go. Last year, or not last year, was it last April, we were there. We took a real nice 69 Bronco that I restored for a gentleman. And it took another blue, what they call a blue trophy, which was like a first place trophy. So that makes two years in a row that thing's won that. So that guy, he's really happy and pleased with it. But really neat truck. It come out nice. It's an all original truck. Just put it back like it was. Nothing fancy, you know, just the original 302 with three speed in it. It's a fun truck to drive. Three speed on the column. Everybody needs to learn how to drive one of them. But the, the vintage truck thing is just getting, you know, it's just big. Not just the C10s, the K10s, and the OF100s. I mean, you start to see a lot of the Scouts, international pickups. See some odd pickups out there, too. Seen a Hudson pickup here recently. That thing blow your mind. That's something you just don't think about, Hudson, build a pickup. They did. Then I had a gentleman here recently contact about a 40 Dodge pickup. That would be a cool project. Cause his grandpa bought that truck. It wasn't new, but it was, I think he bought it about 1946. Used it on his farm and stuff, and he still has it. It's in good shape. Very little rust in it. He wants to do a patina build with it. So hopefully we'll get to do that thing maybe next year sometime. That'd be a fun truck to do. A 40 Dodge. That's different, too. Hopefully you don't want no small block Chevy drivetrain. God, that'll ruin that thing. A lot of people do that stuff with them old 40s trucks. They want a Chevy engine and all that, which, I mean, I've done it for people. Personally, I'd put a Dodge engine of some sort. It'd be fun to put a Hellcat engine in that thing. That'd be neat as shit there now. Or a Cummins diesel. That's what I'd like to put in. That'd be better. A Cummins diesel. That thing's got an inline six cylinder in it now, so a Cummins diesel probably go in there just right. That'd be a nasty-ass truck with a Cummins diesel. Pump that thing up about 1,000 horsepower. Let the black smoke roll. That'd aggravate hell out of all them people with the Teslas. Roll a little coal on them every now and then. But there's one thing that probably piss them off worse. Is take a Tesla and put an LS motor in it. I'd be all about that. Which I'm sure somebody's probably already done it or it's been done. There's always people jumping on the bandwagon to put an LS in something. I can't tell you nothing that hasn't got an LS in it. Maybe a smart car. That's called a sedan small. Yeah, maybe I'll Google that in a little while. Smart car with an LS motor. That's hard to tell what's liable to pop up. But get back to Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte don't want no shops in it anymore. At least that's my opinion. They just want, like I said, handy-dandy breweries and little places like that. But I'd be glad we can find us a new permanent location. Maybe Rock Hill, Fort Mill, something like that. We'll probably end up going farther than Rock Hill. But Rock Hill's getting like Charlotte, too. I mean, it, Charlotte's coming this way. Yeah, a lot of people, they're moving out of Charlotte, coming there, because it's just a damn rat race up there. All the traffic's just miserable, the crime, the homelessness. All the drug addicts, I mean, harassing you for money and whatnot. 
makes me glad to live in Rock Hill. At least we ain't like to put up that mess. Just all the all the bit all the businesses, you know, are moving its way, so it's driving the prices up. First one thing and another. So we'll probably end up maybe moving farther south. Can't be going farther south. Can't go north. I'm too much of a southerner. I go across the Mason Dixon line, my feet probably catch fire. So for the time being, I guess I'll just stay here. Maybe find a permanent location, maybe somewhere a little bit far along, maybe around Chester, Rock Hill or something, you know. Like just have a nice little small building in the middle of nowhere. It'd make me happy. Or put me up a nice paint booth and don't have to worry about all the idiots uh, breaking in and all the crime and all that stuff. And just have me a nice little hot rod shop. But until then, I'll just keep hammering this stuff out and doing the best I can. Maybe I'll get enough money put back and have a nice permanent location. That'll make me happy. Not riding all over Helen's creation, you know, going here and yonder working. Just have a nice little spot somewhere and turn out some nice cars again. That's what makes it worthwhile. The people in the cars. You you meet some really neat people and work on some really cool old cars sometimes. And speaking of meeting people, the last couple of years I met some pretty interesting individuals. Like I said, uh, we was up there to the Bronco celebration up in Townsend, Tennessee. Now he's unveiling a new Bronco, you know, taking people for rides and all that. I met a guy up there that drives off-road trucks and stuff. Thanks, Levi Shirley. Levi's a great guy. You know, we, we sort of hit it off. He's he's really neat. He's done the king of the hammers. I mean, this guy is really something. You can look him up on online and check him out. But, uh, I'm going to get him on this podcast here before long. I talked to him here, I guess, about three months ago, and he's all for it. I got some other people, too, we're going to try to get on here. I ain't going to name no names yet, but it'll be a lot of fun. You know, get some different people talking about junk, talking about cars and shops and whatever, whatever else we can bitch about. And, we got some funny stories coming up. I got one guy, you know, we worked with off and on. And he's got some good stories to tell and stuff. So that'd be some good times. The podcast should come along pretty good. I'm going to try to do one, uh, one a week, maybe, if I can. Yeah, like I said earlier, got a lot of good feedback about the podcast. I was a little bit worried about it at first. But, you know, you people out there, you know, give me a lot of good compliments and stuff and wanted to hear more. And I don't know why the hell you want to hear me talk about crap, but I guess somebody does. But I really do appreciate it. That made me feel good. Maybe my wife, she she does most of the editing for this. She's the one that makes me sound halfway decent. So I'd like to thank her very much for helping me sound good and bounce some of the subjects off of her. She's full of good ideas. She helps me a lot with this. This is Shane O'Quinn, and this is Garage Rant, and I'm out of here.